I just need to say how amazing Mark is and, and how amazingly programmed the whole thing was. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Offscript. I'm James, and I'm joined today by Josh, and he's going to run us through his recent trip to Beyond Telerand in Germany. So, welcome back. You've just been away at Beyond Telerand in Berlin. I have. Um, it was great. Such a good trip. Yeah? Yeah. Um, two day two day Um yeah, I, I, I've um, not been to Berlin for a while. It was very nice to be back. Lovely. How yeah. long did you stay over in Berlin for? Um, I got there on the Wednesday, yeah, and then I returned on the Wednesday. I was meant to return on the Tuesday. I remember. <laughs> but, but I did miss my flight. <laughs> um, oh, was it cancelled? Or- um, it wasn't cancelled. The, the passport booth wasn't manned. Uh, is what I'm, that's that's the excuse I'm going with, um, and I missed my I missed my flight um, because I couldn't get couldn't get through the passport. So you, you had to just drink more German beer. And, had to stay and uh, take myself immediately to go and get more pills now, <laughs> um, which was a shame. Yeah, well, it sounds like an amazing event, and it's it's Mark that runs it, who we know. Yes, and they put on a very reasonable gig. And, yeah, yeah, all, always really good speakers, really good setup. Yeah, it was it was an I've known um, Mark um, virtually for a few years. Um, actually, met him a while ago through through Harry. Actually, um, and yeah, nice to meet Mark Mark Thiel uh, in real life. Yeah, which was nice. Um, what a lovely guy. Yeah, he is. <laughs> um, yeah, I was chatting to him about um, you know heading over. Um, he was just so hospitable. Um, just such a nice guy. Obviously, when he when you're running a conference. There's, there's quite a lot going on. Yeah, it's it's probably one of the more stressful things you can do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but even then, he made a lot of time to speak to me and, and, and to catch up, which was really nice. So. Amazing. So, talk us through it then. What was the first day like? Oh, it was great. So, so the the um, the venue was was reasonably new to them, uh, as far as I understand. So this this was beyond Telerand, um, Berlin. 22 um obviously they've been doing these for a while now i think uh for 10 years something they like set up that. in 2010 yeah because you've been to one before haven't you i've spoken at one and oh, i've yeah. been to another uh was the was it berlin you spoke at yeah the crypto right. chat oh, it was nice. basically an evolution of the talk i did <laughs> your first event <laughs> oh amazing one yeah. of your first events anyway. oh with the whole box analogy of uh, yeah. security and, and stuff, i yeah. I took two talks and merged them together. Nice. And, uh, did that. It was still quite short, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, it was good. So um, so you lived in it um, when you did yours, a little bit of a different venue, because this one's moved recently to just being on the river, actually. Yeah. Oh, nice. Really yeah. cool. Yeah. Because um, where it used to be, it used to be a completely different location. Oh, I, I can't remember. Yeah, I can't right. remember. But yeah, what's the new venue like? Really nice. So it, it's quite a big venue. Um, I think they use it for kind of comedy or like a club night or something like that um but you know the main the main conference rooms really nicely laid out i've took loads of photos um, which are useless on a podcast <laughs> um but yeah it's really nice they had loads of little booths in, in a central seating area but the lighting was really nice the sound in that venue was amazing which said to me it's definitely set up for being, being a club or something but um they had like an exhibition hall linked to it Nice. Um, so you had all the sponsors, and um, they had they had the charities they support in there as well. Um, really, really nice space, um, and yeah, just just really cool. Uh, as I said, Mark was just really welcoming. 
Um, they they started the whole day um, talking about the Pac-Man rule, which is you know you should always leave a gap in your circle so someone can join it. Yeah, um, which is uh, which is really nice, and everyone kind of stuck to that. So it was a really easy way to meet people, um, which was good. Nice, and I think all the videos are online now. So yes. if we're talking about something and you think, oh, I'd like, quite like to watch that, yeah. it's already on the internet. Yes, they they were really on it. I think the next day they're all up and ready to go. So amazing, um, which is always impressive given the challenges that yeah, you know ch- chomping through that um chomping through that amount of footage is always difficult isn't it yeah um, definitely um but yeah it was it was just really nice you know I, I, as as you can probably imagine i don't really get to appreciate it as much when i'm running all day hey yeah. um so it's nice just to be an attendee and nothing else <laughs> and to really soak up the talks and to to see that kind of room full of people galvanized by really fascinating people yeah amazing so the the talks were there was quite a good amount of breaks and stuff and yeah. then uh, networking as you say and yeah. then yeah so what was the first day like yeah so the first day was really really good um really nice amount of time at the start to network and meet people um so yeah there, there was quite chunky breaks between each talk um which i wasn't i wasn't sure how it worked to be honest because we, we we run it quite tight on the schedule which is good and bad for multiple reasons yeah. um but yeah, it never felt like that. You know, each break was too long or anything like that. Um, if anything, it just gave you more chances to slot yourself into a circle of people and and start chatting and saying hello, um, yeah, which nice. was great. Um, but yeah, the, the first day was programmed really nicely um, in terms of the talk topics. It flowed really well, um, and we'll obviously talk through the, the different talks. But yeah, I think it was a nice a nice mixture of really creative talks. Some a bit more technical than others. Um, but yeah, it was just really nice, really good stage, really nice bright screen. Um, yeah, you can you can tell Mark's been doing it for a while. <laughs> yeah, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and there's a live uh, a live subtitler who usually does the subtitles um, remotely. Um, you know, for, obviously they get the conference feed and they just kind of type the, the subtitles. But the person was there this time. Um, amazing which was really nice so it was quite funny him and mark were um having interaction you know mark would ask a question he'd type on the subtitles of response which was quite funny <laughs> kind of a, I like that. quite a funny dynamic um but yeah so the, fir- the first day was was just really nicely done um with i think it was six talks in total um which was which was really good lovely um what would you say is the standout? I know yeah, I'm going to upset some speakers here. <laughs> yeah, what, was can't, the, can't. what was the sort of shining star from the day that stuck out for you? Um, so I need to remember which talk was which <laughs> um, because the day, yeah, you know, it's like these, these days flow so fast that they all kind of merge into one. Um, but I'm just having a quick look on the, on the schedule now on the, on the, cause the, the first talk up, um, was uh, by Alexandra Deschamps Sonsino, um, called All Together Now, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, but that was a really nice opener. Um, she was she's an award winning information designer. She she was really really good. Um, I'm just cl- furiously clicking around trying to find the schedule, but I can't seem to uh, seem to find it. Ah, I see. She's also the first UK distributor of the Arduino. Which yes, she uh, she mentioned that. Um, but out of the first day, you know, there, there was a really good mixture. The ones that I took the most away from was Michelle Chins, probably, which we'll talk about um, about creating these diverse, inclusive teams and how to be more aware of other people's kind of requirements. I guess. Um, nice. Um, and also, I just absolutely love Dominic Wilcox's one. Yeah, um, I don't know if you've seen any of his talks before. I have. I've met him in the pub after the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was called. 
reasons to be creative. It used to be Flash on the Beach oh, in yes, Brighton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and his talk was amazing. I think he had like a robot arm coming out of his head or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the stage. digger, the digger thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he covered that. Um, and then everyone just swarming around him in the pub afterwards <laughs> yeah. to get his like robotic spoon out. Um, <laughs> it's got like a little smiley face on it. So yeah, he's he's great. <laughs> yeah, he, he really was great. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll come on to him. But he was just, you know, you just sit there and you think, how have you got to how's your mind working that way because it's fascinating but also the things that he created on the offshoots from it were just amazing to just get up every morning and go right i'm going to invent something yeah, <laughs> just yeah. anything yeah there's a there's a oh i'll tell you what comes to that but yeah he, he was just so good um everyone was just just in the audience laughing out loud it was just it was just such a nice um talk towards the end of the day as well everyone was in high spirits as well which was great amazing um but yeah so should we, should we start from the start i guess yeah um so as I said, Alexandra Deschamps Sonsino was amazing. Um, uh, Italian, uh, I believe. Um, she is based in London now. Um, really amazing um, talk um, about um, kind of complex technology problems and how we're not really looking deep enough to solve them. It yeah. is um, obviously the caveat to all of my descriptions here is I may have taken the wrong thing away from his talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is always uh, interpretation is a big thing, isn't it? With these these uh, these talks, yeah, definitely. Um, so does she? She's quite heavily involved with IoT stuff, then. I think so. Yeah. So I think I, I need to remember where she works at the moment. Um, but she was incredible, um, and she basically talked about how there are loads of underlying technology problems that we're not really looking into properly because we're not looking at them the right way or or in the right perspective. So. You know, a lot of the modern headlines in tabloids or in general media are clickbaity, aren't they? Yeah. But behind most of them lie like quite serious problems or challenges that need to be solved. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that she highlighted quite a lot was the, the climate change emergency that's, that's obviously ongoing mm-hmm. um, and the moral disengagement around all of that. And it was basically a call to action for um, you know software and UX practitioners to look at addressing these underlying problems instead of just getting really angry and sad at what's what's happening. Yeah, it's very easy to just be passive about the news and yeah. just let it sort of wash over you and go, well, it's not my problem, is it? Yeah, yeah. Ex- well, that's she literally calls that out as well. Um, you know, looking at what's going on behind those headlines, doing your research. Um, a lot she she called out a lot of people always put you know today's problems to tomorrow pushing them back um you know or maybe won't fix (laughs) (laughs) you know that sort of thing um but yeah it's it was um it was quite a it's quite a good stark talk to open the day with because you know it got it got straight into the guts of some really serious challenges um and there were some really good slides that put a lot of these ideas together and talking about how you shouldn't put these things uh onto tomorrow we should look at solving them today basically ace um, that sounds like a really good talk. Yeah, it was really good. It was, uh, it was, it was. As I said, it was a call to action. It was saying, you know, take action, do something with. Um, so one of the examples she gave was, we all have ten percent in our day that we can do something with. I know it might not feel like it, but we're always tarting about on social media or doing something daft. Yeah. She's like, well, what if you put that ten percent of your time into something when you're not panicking about the future <laughs> and the world ending? Um, what could you do with that ten percent every day and chip away at those smaller things? Um, you don't have to, um, you know, take huge leaps um, every day. Um, and these incremental changes uh, can often be more powerful. Um, she wasn't really talking on the level of like, 
recycle your milk carton. That wasn't really, yeah. it was more kind of like, well, how can you chip away at those bigger problems and how can you go towards solving them? So I guess as designers and technologists, we can, we can fold that thinking into our yeah. day-to-day pitches and yeah. proposals and all the rest of it. Definitely. Um, I know that a lot of people are more savvy these days about carbon neutrality and all that sort of stuff, but she was kind of saying, well, to take a step further and like, don't just try and offset what you're doing, try and benefit things and, and push things forward. Amazing. Um, so yeah, that was that's a really really good talk. I would really recommend um, taking a look at that um, because there was lots of good takeaways, um, and uh, and yeah, just 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 it was a really nice opener. Um, and there's some really good tie-ins to other other talks that day. So you know, we mentioned Dominic's talk. Um, even the fact that some of the stuff that he was making or or, or makes is is kind of pointless, and we'll get to that. Um, they they inspiring kind of get the cogs turning a little bit, uh, which was quite good. Yeah, yeah, defo. Um, so yeah, that was Alexandra's talk. Um, after a little break, we we had a talk from Michelle Chin um, called "Inviting People In." Right. Um, I've not met Michelle before, but Michelle works for Zero Height. Ah, who sponsored, who sponsored the old day hair event? Yeah. yeah, which was which was great. So I got to meet uh, Michelle and saw the um, saw the saw the guys from Zero Height um, who were at the conference, which was nice. great. So yeah. Zero Height's like a product where you can share um, components. Yeah, um, it's like Storybook, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Um, well, no, I know so. <laughs> <laughs> I did do my research, um, but no, yeah, they're, they're they're great. You know, the team's really just a lovely team. Um, they're, they're really really conscious as sponsors of events and particularly uh you know all day hey but also they, they have exactly the same ethic here too um they're not pushy they're not salesy they, they had um, they had the snes set up if you wanted to go and play yeah yeah um which i must say i beat everyone <laughs> <laughs> um which was good because my sister wasn't there this time was it um mario kart mario kart yeah Lovely. yeah um i felt bad after a while because obviously it's meant to be a toy that kind of gets people talking and meeting each other yeah but i got a bit a bit too into it but you can't you're the organizer you can't just have the best time <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 well that is the, that is the problem <laughs> cheating <laughs> um but but that sorry I, I was beating everyone at mark's mark's event so that counts i okay, think that's yeah, okay yeah. that's fine I think yeah. that's all right yeah um i'm rubbish at the snes version but i'd beat your ass on the 64 yeah that's a lot of people are saying that to me yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> it's still one though <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah the 64 is not as good but anyway we won't get going against that debate um but no so it was, it was really lovely to see the zero height team um went out for drinks with them after and, and caught up with them um but yeah um so michelle um was talking um a lot about um about how to create these these amazing teams um the way she kind of put it is how, how can you hire a full perspective team um, and how you should take the effort and time to do that, really. Um, is that the one you were talking earlier about? There's an exercise with the wheel. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so just figuring out what people's marital status are, ethnicity, and making sure yeah. that you're aware of sort of biases. and Yeah, all, all that. I, I'd never heard of it. It's called the positionality wheel, um, right. which, like... It, it was a, just a kind of game changer in terms of how I was thinking about because you know we both we're both in charge of hiring in our respective positions, yeah. um, and obviously it, we always do our best to hire diverse, uh, inclusive teams with the right skill sets, with the right um, you know with the right personal traits as well in terms of what you look for in terms of a, a, a kind of a good team. Um, by personal traits, I mean teams that will work well together. Um, not that you'd exclude anyone in that way, but 
Um, yeah, so it was it was a really good talk, um, and she t- she opened by talking about how we were forced to collaborate through video chats and everything during the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we all had the fatigue through that. But as part of that, you miss out a lot of people's the kind of rest of their lives. Um, I kind of never looked at it that way because I don't know about you, but during the pandemic, I felt like we had that window into people's lives a bit more. Yeah, you could see their pets taking <laughs> yeah. over and yeah. kids uh, running in and out and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, which was which was cool. But she she talked about um, she thought about something very personal to her, and it's always interesting and inspiring when you see someone open up on stage in front of a bunch of people you don't know. Yeah. Because um, it's absolutely fucking terrifying, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, public speaking is anyway. So the fact that she opened up a bit and said, you know, during the um, during the pandemic, it was a really bad time for her um, as, as someone of Asian descent. Uh, you know, there's a lot of um, really negative, um, well, there's a lot of hate and a lot of misinformation spread around that time around, you know, COVID and... Oh, yeah, of uh, course. And... Um, you know, it, it kind of, she talked about that window into her life was not so positive because she was really scared to leave the house when we were allowed to. Um, there's a lot of people getting attacked in the streets and all sorts. Yeah. Um, but it was really eye-opening because she talked about how um, people took the time to ask how she was and not just get straight into the meeting. And um, and that kind of made her think a lot more about the kind of makeup of teams um, and, and that positionality wheel. Um so is that used for both hiring and product design as well, I guess? I, th- I think so. So so th- for those that don't know, this positionality wheel is basically a big circle of smaller circles and in the middle it's who am I? And then around that circle, um, there's loads of things like what's your race and ethnicity? Um, you know, what is your level of education? And what do you do for a living? All, all these sorts of things that contribute So we'd to rock up, put post-it notes on and yeah. then talk about it, each one as we go around sort of as a team. Yeah, so so her recommendation was you you do this individually first. Yeah. You'd think long and hard. You'd spend a lot of time plotting your own traits on that on that list. And then you'd meet up as a team and do that, that kind of post-it um, session. Yeah. As a result of that, you're going to instantly understand. It's, it's going to engage empathy like that, right? Because yeah. you're going to be like, right, shit, I've never really thought about the, the differences here yeah, um, yeah. on this level. Um, so that was really interesting because, you know, she'd talk about how obviously people are, uh, some people are more privileged than others. Some people uh, haven't have to fight the same way or as hard as other people due to their, their backgrounds, you know, or their, their kind of birthright, I guess. Yeah, that's it. And like some people will come from, like council houses and poorer mm. backgrounds or yeah they have varying levels of mental health wellness at that moment when yeah. the exercise is done and yeah yeah it just yeah it really opens things up a bit and makes people think about other people's positions yeah. and situations yeah and and you know i, I guess a key thing and a, and a kind of precursor to this is psychological safety is quite important if yeah. you're going to do that you know someone that feels quite closed or on a particular day is not feeling too good probably won't be as open uh, and that's okay obviously yeah um but yeah it was really good um and it she talked a lot about how just because someone's needs are hard to accommodate doesn't make them irrelevant they might be less relevant to you um but it doesn't make it any um different or or it doesn't mean that you should make any less effort to accommodate um really good just talked about language use uh, language use is very important opening up doors for people to ask the right questions um, yeah. and recognising the weight that other people carry, um, maybe as a minority, maybe not as a minority. Um, 
and just yeah talk to a lot about kind of retrospectives on how you deal with different situations and stuff that sounds like a really good exercise yeah um i i, I immediately sent it to the client i'm working with at the moment um uh, i sent it to liz uh, the head of people there and she was just like wow this is amazing like yeah, if, yeah. if you're in charge of a team of one or none or whatever just go and watch this talk it's absolutely invaluable it's amazing um and Michelle's delivery of it was just spot on. So, I want to send it to someone now, but I'll wait till after. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just I'll, hear me typing away in the background. Yeah, just <laughs> send, send all to uh, your entire email list. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's really good. Um, it's definitely you know you asked which one kind of left a lasting mark on me. I think that was one that really made me think differently about teams because you know you can talk all about the technology as much as you want, but um, the teams and how teams work together is 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 the hardest part I find to get them really working together. Um, properly is, is tricky isn't it yeah it's definitely mo- more of a people problem uh, not really problem's the wrong word it's, yeah it's um, yeah getting people to work together is the most important thing yeah I think so um, I actually I noticed on um, on Twitter was it or something you guys have got a talk at the Leeds Digital Festival I think Andy's doing one on Teams it's tonight yeah oh, it's, well this is useless it's Beamer <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's at the office oh um, right but yeah by the time you hear this it'll have already happened yeah well maybe if there's a record I don't know it's <laughs> well I, tr- I tried a plug <laughs> you know you can't win them all <laughs> um, but yeah so that's that was Michelle Chin's talk definitely go go have a look at that on the site We'll put all of the links to the talks in the show notes as well. So um, so you can just click through. Um, so then we had Vic Lee's talk. Don't know if you've heard of Vic Lee. I haven't, but he's an artist designer, isn't he? Yeah. So he's he's just really cool, first of all. Um, you find out like the artists are, aren't they? Yeah. The delivery of someone that's that couldn't give a shit <laughs> but you know he obviously does he cares a lot um and it was just a really nice talk from him um he's a award-winning artist he's created loads of murals and done loads of product collaborations with loads of really amazing brands that you'd just be dying to have on your cv um but he used to be a graphic designer um his talk was called if you're not scared you're not living um and he's just really funny um loads of really great takeaways about just pushing yourself beyond your limits um, all the usual stuff be scared yeah um, yeah. I mean it's all good advice but you, that's more of a visual talk wasn't it so there's lots of examples yeah. of design which yeah. obviously you can't see through our microphones no and, and I would not be doing it any justice if I tried <laughs> to explain um, some of the artwork but it was really cool you know along with the kind of be scared don't take things too serious believe in what you do sort of conversation um, he, he just showed off some of his amazing art so it started by him just scribbling in a notebook um and uh yeah just just started like sketching basically and then he he's obviously he's really honed his style and his style's really like polished it's not you know rough sketches it's really beautiful stuff nice um and he he quit his design his graphic design job because he hated it uh people told him to keep making the logo bigger and he just snaps one day always <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, about the logo bigger, isn't it? <laughs> yeah it's, it's always a logo um but yeah so he, he started just sketching and then started doing commissions um he got asked to do this amazing mural up this i can't remember the company but a really big staircase he did loads of um like a big mural tying into all the stuff the company did oh uh, nice which was really cool um but he got commissioned by mclaren to do this big um bodywork piece on on their new uh four by four electric rally car nice it looked fucking amazing <laughs> um so yeah just watch the talk if you want to see some of the art it's, it's it's fantastic he also did um a covid diary 
Okay. Every day when we were locked away during the pandemic, he'd do a new page in this diary. Um, some of it is into quite political stuff, as you'd imagine, because yeah. um, the government were being knobheads. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. and, he, and he does highlight that a little bit. Uh, in it, but he, he ended up selling this book anyway. Um, and I think he felt like he couldn't profit from it because it was from lots of stories of sadness. So I think he, he donated a lot of that money to charity, which was great. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, um, definitely check out the, the the kind of video for all the art though. It's, it's really cool. Um, but he's, he finished with a, or, or during the talk, he mentioned this snippet, which I'll, I'll kind of stick with me, which is if you go through life thinking you're a victim, you'll always be a victim. You know, it was quite easy for him to get pissed off his job and just not, not feel like he wants to do anything else with his life. But he kind of said, look, you've got to just kind of take control and crack on. Yeah, you're the only person that can change something about your life, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. Yeah, exactly. It yeah. was... Um, do it. Yeah, do it. <laughs> Shia so, that's the motivational talk for today, then. There you go. That, that's enough for that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so the next one um, was, um, was Tiziana Alochi. Um, her talk was called Make It Sound. Um, I think she worked at the library in London. British oh, Library, that's yeah. The one. BBC, Wide UK. That's the one. Yeah, so her talk was really cool. Um, she was talking about housing, how to use non-speech audio to convey information. Okay. Um, so kind of like sound as graphs, I guess. Um Really cool talk in terms of how she had been commissioned to produce loads of visualizations in different ways. Um, in her talk, and I really didn't write this down properly, it's annoying me, um, but she had a really good example of uh, a visualization link- linking crime and tattoo data. Okay. So, like, <laughs> that's, that's the, pretty cool. The kind of tattoos that someone would have on them and the, the um, probability of a, car- a crime being committed. Right. Obviously, the caveat here is not hard and fast rule. <laughs> Just because you've got a tattoo of something doesn't mean you're going to commit crime. But she was basically saying, with this kind of open data that you can get, or by scanning photos or whatever, you can get this really interesting data out of it um, and start to produce really interesting visualizations. Um, oh, nice. Which is really cool as well because it tied into uh, Nadi Bremer's talk um, on day two, which was cool. Um, Nadi's also spoken all day hey before. Nice. She does amazing things with data, visualizing things, um, looking for connections where you wouldn't have previously seen them. All nice. that sort of stuff. I'm just looking at some of the work now. It looks really amazing. Really amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm not sure what you're looking at in particular, but it's like um, a big wheel of data. So that one uh, was one of the main ones that she used uh, in her talk, and it was about how she created soundscapes um, from her own recordings uh, in her own environment. So she re- any given day, she'd record stuff all the time, like being on a bus, background chatter. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, she recorded herself sleeping right. um, and the different waves that come through that. Um, I think she even mentioned, I don't think I misheard it. I think she even returned, talked about her recording like her sex life and stuff. Okay. So she she committed to the project, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. very much like every intimate connection in her, in her um, if I got that wrong, yeah. sorry, Tiziana. Maybe not going for a shit. <laughs> yeah, probably probably not that. <laughs> yeah. I think there's some things where you have to be like, I'm going to hold that one back. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think it was more like, you know, she wanted to make sure it was a complete... Um, a complete data set, I guess, with, yeah. with no emissions, yeah. apart oh. from the odd toilet trip, obviously. Yeah, mine mostly be that, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so fortunately, her, her bowel movements aren't as regular as yours, yeah. so it was it was, uh, <laughs> it was quite good. No um, one enjoys a curry as much as I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But for those that don't know, you're obsessed with the curry buffet around the corner from your house. Yeah, I am. I've, well, I'm, any curry. 
but in particular, <laughs> a, a buffet for you is a dangerous place to yeah, be, especially um, on a Sunday. Yeah, so you've got you've got the full suite of uh, curries on on offer. Yeah, um, our Monday runs came to a, a swift end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a bad time. Um, but so we'll cover uh, your bowel movements as the next topic. Yeah. Um, but just just jumping slightly back to Tiziana. <laughs> um, no, so you know th- this was really good because she 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 took this this full data set of um, soundscapes and then visualised them on this big wheel in terms of um, different levels of intensity and all sorts of other different um, characteristics of it. Um, I think she said a lot of her work was inspired by a chap called Mark Lombardi, um, which I've started to look into. Some of his work's amazing. Uh, definitely look into that. Um, but she also got commissioned by a uh, a techno uh, duo, a, D- a DJ duo, um, who asked her to do the artwork for uh, the the album. So nice. playing the vinyl back produced the soundscape, obviously, and she then used that for the artwork, which was quite cool. That's very cool. Um, so the next talk was so the next talk was um, Dragon Slayer by Espen Brunberg. Nice, um, really lovely chap. Um, and his talk was about how to be a better web designer, essentially. Um, but he baked it into as if you were playing an RPG. <laughs> right, nice. Um, really funny, really well done. He he basically it was I can't remember the exact game, um, but it was like a role playing game, and you are this like wizard um, going around the world picking up power ups and trying to complete quests. And he'd done it really well, you know, the way he walked you through the game and the way he introduced you, you know, you as a web designer are the wizard and you have to complete this quest. Nice. Uh, Just really well done. He'd like got footage and little interstitials like between the talks as if you were progressing through a level. Really, really cool. I love that. Um, But he talked about going back to the basics of design uh, and talking about, you know, if if it works, it works. Um, And he talked about how, you know, you don't have to polish everything too much. You don't have to over-engineer everything. Uh, You need to just keep, creating essentially ace that Uh, sounds really good yeah he mentioned something called the t model i don't know if you've heard of this before Um, no i haven't i've never heard of it um it seems pretty obvious now he's mentioned it but it's about a literal t if you think about your skill set as a t oh yeah i have heard about t t shaped people that's the one yeah yeah, I'd never heard of it before, um, which I felt a bit daft, really, because it's quite an obvious uh, yeah, analogy. Yeah, it's what we're promoting at Parallax, oh, is nice. to just have a broad set. Like, you know a lot about lots of different things, yeah. but you're really focusing on one thing. So, no, like, less generalists, basically. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, T-shaped <laughs> people, definitely. Yeah, so he, he used this uh, in the level analogy, invest in many small things and one big thing to become an expert level something. Yeah, definitely. Uh, which is cool. And then he went through loads of other analogies. He's like, do you know what? Potatoes are fucking great. Do you like potatoes? And everyone was like, obviously, they're fantastic. He's like, they're, they're flexible, dynamic, can be chips, can be mash. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, but he talks about be a potato. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're well-rounded. Um, and, and, you know, they're, they're not just expert at one thing, um, which is which is good. It's kind of opposing the team model, I guess. Um, it's good to be an expert in something, but he says, you know, some well-rounded skills are, are more valuable in some circumstances, especially if you're a web designer where you need to understand different different user angles and things like that. Okay. Um, not saying what you're doing shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you be a potato and a parsnip? I get, yeah, yeah. whatever your parsnips are great, aren't they? Yeah, Thank yeah. you for those parsnips. That's quite all right, yeah. We have bought me some parsnips. <laughs> <laughs> very, very kind. This is, do you know what? I, I know we're definitely middle-aged now. <laughs> that would yeah. not have happened. How was your weekend? Oh, yeah, got some banging parsnips. <laughs> <laughs> it was well yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a very happy man. I can't complain. Um, but yeah, it was just, you know, be a potato, basically, was his, his lasting um, thought. This is good. Um, 
and then lunch lunchtime happened, I think. Um, I went for an amazing lunch just down the road. Yeah. Um, and got some really good falafel. Oh, nice. And this big salad. It was great. I do like a falafel. Mm, it was good. And I met a lovely chap called Philip at the conference. Um, he, he runs his own business in Switzerland. Lovely guy. Um, and yeah, uh, we just had a really good chat for an hour or two. Nice. It was very nice. Lovely. Um, and then you get into the lunchtime lull, so you need someone really on it to sort of lift everyone out, don't you? Exactly, which is tough, right? Because <laughs> yeah, everyone's it's, full of food. It's the it's the slot you don't want. Yeah. But <laughs> well, this is where Dominic's talk came in, nice. um, which is great because you, you don't want something. You're still processing all of that falafel in your belly, yeah. And you you want to <laughs> you want to do a little snooze, but you want to also respect the next speaker. <laughs> yeah, you do. You yeah. keep. You keep going. Yeah, yeah. So I did. I got myself a very strong coffee, uh, which was my eighth of the day, I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Dominic uh, took on uh, after the break. I think if I'm if I'm getting the sequence of this slightly wrong, I'm sorry, Mark. Um, it was it was a great few days, but I didn't get the, all my notes properly uh, written down. Um, but yeah, so Dominic um, talked about creativity and being creative, um, and he said it's a bit like a crossword. Um, you just need to keep doing them every day and the board is the board is the world and the challenge of the game is to make everything more interesting isn't nice it? which I quite liked it. I love Dominic the way his mind works is just fascinating I've never seen someone articulate it like that and I was instantly jealous of the way his mind works yeah it's so good <laughs> um, because he, for those of you who don't, don't know Dominic uh, his talk was called The Reinvention of Normal and it was just about trying to make dull things interesting, essentially. Um, some of them were pointless creations, some of them weren't, but it's about trying to find creativity in everything you do. You know, creativity is, doesn't come to you. Um, you have to be on the lookout for creativity. It's not just going to come to you. Well, you don't. The, the main thing about creativity, I feel, is you have this self-filter where you stop yourself <laughs> thinking a thought because yeah. you think it's silly. Yeah. And, but that can be a stepping stone to a genuinely good idea. Yeah. So if you're filtering yourself too early, then you're never gonna you're never gonna get there. So while his conventions may seem daft, they may be just a stepping stone to something amazing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and his his um, sorry, I'm just while we're talking, I wasn't ignoring that. No, no. <laughs> while we're talking, I'm just flicking through my photos of the slides of the day. And one thing I forgot to mention with uh, with Espen's talk was he his tagline was Me- mediocrity is everywhere. And he used the Jacob Reese mog on the bench, lying down, <laughs> snoozing. Um, nice. Made some very good political points during this as well, which is enjoyable. Just mugging off the Brits all the way through. Do you know what? The, there was a there was a lot of it, <laughs> um, and we give them so much content. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. After Brexit, yeah, I, I counted throughout <laughs> both days. There was fourteen different jibes <laughs> at the UK. And how many of them, Boris Johnson? Uh, I think twelve of them. <laughs> yeah, is- yeah. It was. Uh, you know, I had to I had to get on board with it <laughs> um, because yeah, <laughs> let's not go down there. Um, but yeah, so so Dominic's um, you were saying about creativity and, and and stopping you know stopping that stupid thought. Yeah, um, and yeah, that's why people try all these things to get people unblocked, like brainstorming and stuff, which is maybe not the most effective. Yeah, it feels more effective than it is. I think, but I think so. But you're you're right. Like creativity doesn't you know you you shouldn't stop at the stupid ideas. You should you know. Given the luxury of a bit of time, obviously. Um, yeah. Sometimes if you've got a deadline for tomorrow, I wouldn't say start farting around with all sorts of stuff. But, um, but yes. But even just writing the stupid ideas down just to get them out of your head and onto paper yeah. will let you then get the better ideas later on. Exactly. So he, you know, he, he has loads of doodles of different ideas. He had a really good, um, really good 
slide, which was um, about imagination and about your, how your ideas come to you through day and night. So it was like a line with loads of little blips in it, but around it, you had loads of different circles and it plotted from day to night. And it's like all these circles are things that you're not, you're not trying to find, you're not grabbing hold of. Like you're saying, you're not jotting the stupid ideas down. Yeah, yeah. And you, you, your brain won't give you any more ideas until you've written them down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know why that is. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it just keeps going on with the same one. And you go, right, I'll fucking write it down there. <laughs> yeah. But then maybe you'll look back at that a week later and be like, oh, actually, that, was, that wasn't so stupid. Yeah. Um, so he had loads of, he took this to extreme, which I loved. Um, one of his uh, ideas was about, it was a drawing of a line that coughed. Right. <laughs> so he had a drawing of a line in the middle, it was just a little sharp spike. And he's like, oh, well, in my head, he's like, what if a line coughed? He's like, obviously it'd just have a little, little bit in the line yeah yeah. <laughs> just, well, yeah. you're like what how have you got to that <laughs> like, um and you know one of his he, so basically it's led him to build loads of inventions or stupid ideas so one of the invention was um a snoring um solution which was you wore a headset that as you snored it played the snore loudly back into your own ears nice so it'd only wake you up <laughs> which was good I quite like that uh, another one of his ideas, which I absolutely loved, was if you just got uh, engaged. Um, obviously, the classic thing is you might buy an engagement ring for someone. Yeah. Um, you might buy two rings to go on each side of the engagement ring with signs pointing to the engagement ring so yeah, everyone, yeah. everyone notices that it's there. That's good, yeah. Good idea. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, you're certainly like adding to your investment, like getting, <laughs> yeah. the, getting the money's worth out of it. <laughs> yeah. um, and there's just loads of, you know, some of them he made, some of them he didn't. Um, one of them, he created sat-nav shoes. Um, like, so two, two uh, like, Two shoes, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> you tend to wear two shoes, don't you? <laughs> most days. Uh, most days. <laughs> um, but they had like, um, you know, LEDs on them that would show you the direction you're meant to be walking in and, and the completeness of your trip. Oh, nice. So you wouldn't have to have your phone out because you've got them on your shoes. That would be good. Um, I mean, you might track some funny looks, but... Yeah, it, it seemed like you did. But he talked about, uh, anyway, all these stupid ideas were great. Um, they were, none of them were stupid. They are all hilarious. Uh, ridiculous ways to achieve different tasks. It reminded me a lot of the ex-CKD um, Randall Monroe stuff. Yeah, know? yeah. Um, just hilarious ideas. Um, but yeah, he talked about speed creating anyway and talking about 30 things in 30 days, trying to create loads of things. Um, and he talked a lot about um, mental layers that are hiding that creativity. So, you know, you, I'm going to show it to you, but it's basically like a little ball with loads of like layers like pastry on top of it. And it's yeah. like what you mentioned. It's like, well sometimes you need to let the stupid ideas out yeah just yeah peel back the layers a bit yeah um but yeah just really good um love i love the mix of tech and real world objects that he blended into the talk and i think he ended up starting a foundation for kids to submit creations which they'd create they'd actually build the inventions for kids oh nice um i think it was a massive foundation unless i'm getting talks confused it was a massive foundation i think he'd had over two hundred fifty thousand submissions from kids loads of packs that you could take into schools and how to do them yourself yeah just really Amazing. cool really cool idea so that brings you to the end of the first day, speaker-wise, and then there was a networking event. Yeah, um, the Zero Height team put on a nerd pub quiz. Um, oh, nice. Which was very good. Got to give um, Dan Donald props because he was the quiz master, but he hadn't seen any of the questions. <laughs> <laughs> so it makes it extra difficult to read them out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it was great. There was a 8-bit um, kind of round, you had to guess, 8-bit music theme tune. Oh, there, I like that. Which is great. There was a lot of emo flashbacks for me. It was fantastic. Nice. Um, but yeah, and I had my first um, my first doner kebab in Berlin. Oh, it's so good. Mm, my first my first that trip. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, it was. They're just good, so good, aren't they? I remember cry laughing in the back of a taxi in Berlin because it was that good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just so happy to have it. I was quite drunk, but <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I mean, the, the photo I took to remember the uh, Donner kebab was. Uh, I looked at the timestamp; it was two a.m. So um, I had a good time. Um, but then I also the day after went to Burgermeister. I don't know if you've been there. I haven't. No. Oh my god, it's amazing! Wow, it's like a like a Berlin Five Guys, and it was absolutely amazing. I'm I'm down. I, I do wonder if Five Guys have ripped them off basically because <laughs> um, it was that good. Nice, um, but yeah. So um, so yeah. Then then I woke up with a, a slightly fuzzy head on day two. Yep. Um, but you made it for the first talk. Did make it for the first talk. Only just. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I yeah, I did sleep in slightly longer than I'd like to have done. <laughs> yeah. I always do that sort of march over where you're trying to get a coffee. Like, oh no, I'm not yeah. going to have time. <laughs> yeah, well, I did arrive late, but luckily it was running slightly late. So I, I got there, grabbed my coffee, sat down, and like Mark just jumped on stage. So it was perfect Perfect. Time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the first talk for the second day, um, sadly, wasn't um, Pamela. It was meant to be um, Pamela Pav... Lisk, I absolutely butchered that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Pavliskak uh, is her, is her name. Um, sadly, Pamela had um, COVID, um, so she couldn't fly. Sadly, um, so we didn't get to see Pamela's talk, but we did have an amazing step in talk, um, which I forget the name of the amazing um, speaker. I'm so sorry, um, but I, I was thrown off by the by the schedule change and the hangover. It may have been more the hangover. My, you, you can see my uh, my notes do uh, tail off a little bit on the second day, <laughs> um, for sure. Um, but no, th- this talk, um, which was amazing, was by, um, uh, I can't remember, sorry, as I said, I can't remember, but it was on pragmatic sketching. Yep. Um, and it was um, a lady who'd done the sketch notes for previous um, Beyond Telegram conferences. So until I started going to more speaking events, I didn't really get the whole sketch notes thing, but it's so big. It's like yeah. you, people post them online and it's basically, like a art meets notes meets so cool it's isn't just it? like yeah graffiti in your notepad yeah I, I i so she encouraged everyone to try to do your own sketch notes during her talk man i'm shit at it <laughs> <laughs> well, i can't draw so yeah, i can't draw and i can barely write if i'm honest my writing is terrible yeah i mean um, just look at this yeah right like you can read the numbers it all works yeah. you know it's fine an um, animal could have done better than that <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so I guess it helps if you have a beautiful drawing style or writing style, but I guess also that only comes if you actually do it. Yeah. Um, so she had this really cool setup with an overhead camera recording her sketch notes as she did it. Um, and she was just talking about pragmatic sketching. Um, ties a bit into Vic's talk on, um, you know, art and creative talent and all that sort of stuff. Nice. Um, and it helps you remember better, yeah. presumably. I think so. She she basically talks about you not having to be an artist to create, uh, which is obviously true. Um, but yeah, talks about how you can gain more clarity by drawing things out. You know, she she talked a lot about it's really hard to talk and write, but yeah. it's not hard to talk and draw because you engage in different parts oh, of your right. brain and all that sort of stuff. Well, I was always tempted to learn shorthand. Yeah, because you could just sort of look at them still and. I guess theory, that's, right. I thought that's what I thought that's what that was. <laughs> to be that's just my scrolls. <laughs> um, and most of the time, I just draw a box with an arrow pointing at it. And, yeah. and go, that makes sense. Right, this no- but, moment. But I guess in that way, you're already doing it. So yeah. you're you're looking for a visual marker in in your notes to draw things too. Yeah, um, that's true. And she talks a lot about that. You don't, you know, like good clarity and good speaking. You need you need good clarity in drawing as well. Yeah. Um, so, so maybe maybe looking at that is a good start. Um, 
but she was talking about how if you're going to if you're going to draw something down you need to think about what you want to say in your drawing but you need to do it while you're drawing it right and you'll often have drawn before you've thought about how you want it. so <laughs> you have to adapt it yeah as you go it's quite interesting and it, you know um she talked a lot about different techniques she talked about the gestalt theory which um i forget what that was but i imagine it's important to this part of the conversation um but yeah just talking about like how you draw shapes is really important like like how you draw a box is really important um because if you draw a box and you leave one of the corners slightly un, un, unconnected disconnected yeah. um it's open to interpretation that it might not be a box and maybe that was meant to be a gap. And if that's a gap, what, you, what do you mean by that gap? Yeah, but it could just be an accident. It could be, you know, as um, Bob Ross used to say, you know, always happy accidents. Happy accidents, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so she talks about the law of closure. If you're going to draw a square, make sure it's a square. Um, do that shitty first draft of a drawing, uh, except that it probably will be shit. Um you know, like your like your your box. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if you were to draw that again, if you were to draw that a second time, you'd probably draw it differently. Still as shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is why I got so discouraged. <laughs> I was like, I can't do this. Um, but she just said you need to, to keep at it because, you know, she had a really good example of drawing uh, a bike or a car. Yeah. So uh, I took a picture of this this one as well. And it's like, it starts as a really trivial, like clown car drawing. Um, but then she redraws it and she's like, well, maybe I want it to be a sports car. Maybe the bonnet's longer. Maybe the, you know, maybe I didn't do that box quite right. Yeah. And every iteration she's learning how she wants to articulate that thought better. Nice. Um, really good. Um, really, really interesting way of thinking in terms of how, um, yeah, how, how you want to articulate your own thoughts, either as drawings or if you're speaking or something like that. I'll have to check it out. Is it on the YouTube? Yeah, it will be on it. I think it will be up there. Um, although I didn't see it on the list, but I'm sure Mark will have put it up there. Um, like the rest of them. Um, but yeah, really, really cool talk. But she had this, as I said, she had a really cool overhead projector camera. So she was, she was noting as she was going. It was just really, really good talk. Amazing. Uh, and after after her, there's um, visualizing connections by Nadi Bremer, uh, who, uh, as I mentioned, has, has spoke at a previous all day hey uh, conference. So Nadi's just amazing. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to speak to her when she spoke in Leeds, but I didn't speak to her, but I saw the talk. It was really good. So good. Yeah. She's so so smart as well. Like the way she articulates um, her thoughts and and the way that she digs deep into the technical detail, but also talks a lot about how she made connections between data. So Nadi's talk is about how to take data sets and to make the visualizations to them mean something. So she's often commissioned um, to do these visualizations um, to to try and tell a story, um, nice. telling stories to, through data. Um, and Nadi's obsessed with, um, with, with kind of constellation maps, um, how to bring them to life. She's obsessed. I think she might be, um, I'm forgetting the name of the... Uh, if if you like stars and then the space astrology astrology i think she's an astrologist um as well right okay um, i had a complete brain, brain <laughs> fart there i couldn't think at all <laughs> your eyes are just like oh, where is you know, this like, word rio help <laughs> what, what 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 am i thinking um but no so she um she's she's just amazing she talked about loads of different types of data sets she she spends a lot of time 
cleansing and creating the perfect data set as well. Right. Um, so manually filling in the blanks, um, manually collecting data in a lot of ways. That's the ball lake bit. Yeah, she's she, you know, it, she's like it's this is thankless work. Because yeah. <laughs> <It's> shit. Because <laughs> miss, yeah, missing patchy data is everywhere, and to, if yeah. you start charting it out and stuff, yeah, it's going to look wrong. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm sure you've done it too, but when I've gone through, you know, data warehouse builds and ETL style stuff, you spend a lot of time trying to fill in the blanks or normalizing data. It's an absolute nightmare a lot of the time. Yeah. Um. So she talked a lot about you know spending. I think she spent like eight hours one day just going through the data sets, getting them right. And yeah, well, I don't know if you saw the queue. I know everyone's been talking about the queue. I haven't. Uh, I've seen the, the queue for the, for the Queen, um, but they kept announcing via what three words addresses where the end of the queue was. Right, but they got it wrong. Oh, more than two times. I think, I think maybe three times. Oh dear. Um, and it's because it they were obviously communicating over telephone or audio or whatever like radio and it turns out that what three words is not very fit for purpose so the data oh, right. there's lots of words that sound very similar oh dear and they haven't really figured that out so that's, maybe, that's interesting maybe think twice before using that as an emergency location because it was originally <laughs> championed as the emergency services can use this to find you yeah i think one of them ended up just outside of leeds towards bradford oh the queue like, really did <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, wow. queue's really getting out of hand now <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, but yeah the yeah you, just by communicating to one other person, mm. you can lose so yeah. much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's not hard to imagine data sets that have obviously gone stale over time, right? Yeah, that's um, it. or manually entered, or yeah. Yeah. So you know, she, she talked through the less glamorous parts of the job, I guess, uh, which was which was good. Um, but yeah, talked about visualizing connections, essentially uh, different ways to connect unrelated data sets some of the visualizations are, are mind-blowing you need to go and check out her talk um, for sure amazing um, she she ended on a really fun data set um you know, connecting personal stories with with data and she made a data set around cats versus dogs data sets and, okay cats um, obviously you're a dog person yeah i mean you know when it came to our cats more of a dick than dogs uh, unsurprisingly yeah. okay well my cats are not dicks <laughs> yeah uh, no your cats are lovely obviously <laughs> thanks Josh. um it's okay it was, that's a genuine comment as well <laughs> um no but you know she, she talked about the fun creative sides um to to that sort of stuff so um, cats were more playful than dogs in some ways and the, the visualizations were really interesting and then dogs were more um, stinky more stinky and task driven so yeah. you know like cat, cats don't always respond as the same to treats whereas dogs are more stupid and they'll just go for the treat yeah well the dogs know what they want and they'll just go for it yeah whereas cats just like aloof aren't they <laughs> yeah pretty much. it feels it feels like i'm mugging my my dog's sitting on my foot right now and i'm mugging him off he's um, been very chill today yes, isn't he he's getting better <laughs> um but yeah so so really fun uh visualizations there um nice up next then so david thomas was up next uh, his talk was called the content design of civil discourse turning conflict into collaboration really really good talk i think david was meant to come to previous beyond telerans and travel uh, logistics just didn't work out um but yeah he was talking very much about the environment in which we have difficult conversations in really matter um how to deal with conflict it's not about convincing someone you're right it's about like how to work through those sorts of conversations right okay that's um, interesting really good along with um michelle's talk these two are really good if you run any sort of team or, or if you just want to be better in life <laughs> go yeah. and watch them um, right because we've really all got our own biases and 
yeah, we, we might think we're right and we go into an argument thinking we're right. Totally. Actually, we, we should have just taken a step back and gone through yeah. a bit more of a structured way to approach it. Exactly. So he talks a lot about what a productive conversation around a topic could look like. Um, he talked about fundamental attribution error, which is often attributing a mistake to a circumstance, which is quite an interesting connection. Right, okay. Because um, often we, th- we blame stuff on things that are not related. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. After the fact. Yeah, that was that was basically how he teed this whole thing up, which is you might be looking for the wrong thing in these conversations. Yeah. Um, you know, he, t- he talks about um, you, you get the conversation that you design for, um, objects in the room matter. Um, he talked about a good example of a briefcase, a briefcase, a briefcase on a table versus a backpack on a table right. would change someone's interaction with you because a briefcase means business and serious and backpacks right. more relaxed. It might make you more oh, nice. open to other ideas. And I bring donuts. They work. Yeah. <laughs> there's no, <laughs> there's no uh, debate on that one. Yeah. Um, but you know, he talks about color meaning things too. Um, look at restaurant design as an example of how people design, design environments for a certain use case. Uh, nice. Really good, uh, really good connections in his talk to race uh, and racism. Um, and how you can meaningly speaking about race is a skill. It's not something you can just do like that, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, and yeah, just talked a lot about uh, all the different nuances to conversation really um a lot of people aren't evil they're just thoughtless they're not thinking something through properly yeah um some racism is purely racism and, oh, of it, course. and it is obviously evil and it should be called out yeah um, um yeah don't attribute to malice what could be attributed to stupidity yeah <laughs> love that yeah yeah exactly um yeah, yeah it, it was exactly that really um definitely a huge dose of empathy in this talk um talking about you know the bandwagon effect um courage is contagious i think we chatted about this um off the recording a, a yeah. bit ago um it just takes one person to stand out and do something and other people might follow yeah definitely um but yeah just really good rules for, for productive conversation um you know the idea you're, you go into a chat like that neither of us will have the answer not neither of us will win uh, we just want to create something new from this conversation and get something get progress out of it yeah and a lot of it's around active listening as well and making sure that you've really understood what someone else is saying so mm. i quite like to try and repeat what i think they they've said yeah back to them yeah um during a negotiation or a difficult conversation because it helps them understand that i really get what they're saying yeah yeah totally um a really good example of that is i was chatting to elsa my wife about this and uh it's about how if someone says they're having a bad day don't immediately say how much of a bad day you're having. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's immediately what I want to do because I'm like, I can relate to that. Yeah. I will tell, tell my story <laughs> yeah. and speak over you. <laughs> and we think we think it's comforting because it's like, it's relational, right? Yeah, um, but it's, it's not. But actually, you're not, list, you're not listening to them. Um, Michelle mentioned this in her talk as well. You're not, you're not listening to why they're having a bad day or why why they might be having that problem. You're yeah. just assuming they're having that because you're And they it. can feel like that you've made it into a competition, whereas <laughs> I'm just trying an introvert trying to make conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a tricky one. <laughs> yeah. That, so that was, that was exactly it. Um, you know, and, and giving conversation space to, to listen properly. The, the, the active listening thing that you said is, is absolutely a big takeaway from that talk too. Amazing. Um, so after, after David, it was on to Gavin Strange, who was the biggest ball of energy. This was after, this was after lunch as well. Yeah. So you've got to have someone exciting. <laughs> yeah. So Gavin is, 
the biggest ball of energy I've ever, I've ever seen on stage. It was, I was worried he was going to explode. <laughs> um, I was also really worried for the subtitling guy's hands <laughs> because he, they must have been on fire. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so Gavin's, Gavin Stranger's talk was called Less Thinking, More Tinkering. Um, amazing talk, full of energy. He's um, one of the directors at Ardman Animations, yeah. um, who obviously famously did Wallace and Gromit and Shaun the Sheep and all that sort of stuff. Shaun the Sheep, I didn't realise, is absolutely huge in Germany. Right, okay. I, I Just was, randomly. I, I, kids TV, I guess, something right, like that. Because okay. um, I was like, yeah, Wallace and Gromit. They were like, no, Shaun the Sheep. Well, Wallace and Gromit's <laughs> very British though, isn't it? I think, it, yeah. Whereas, but I mean, I didn't realise Shaun the Sheep had such an international reach. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess with that kind of character, you can you yeah. can dub it whichever way you want, can't you? He does. It's not like Mr. Bean, though. Shaun the Sheep does talk, doesn't he? I don't know. Yeah. So this is the kind of conversation I had <laughs> in the, the after party. Um, but yeah, he, he talked a lot about creativity as well. Um, he did loads of really fun slime animations, um, which he wanted to do in phys- as physical experiments. Obviously, you could really easily these days just do computer animation. Yeah. Um, but he spent loads of time in his studio doing it with slime and loads of really cool, like tangible things and models and all sorts. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, he was just talking a lot about creating space for creativity to happen. Uh, and giving people trust and time to do their best work. Um, I loved the way that he talked about, you know, sometimes in your day job, you do just have to make the logo bigger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah. And, and you shouldn't take it so personally because, you know, it's just yeah, the way it is. Yeah, there is a little bit of suck it up sometimes. Yeah, well, he was like, look, you don't have to get all of, the, all of your creativity out in your day job. Like, you've, you've, got, you've got other hours in, in the day. Um, he's got three kids. He's like, I'm not taking your excuse that there's not enough time. You can fuck off. Yeah. Um, you We're know, doing that show on the sheep advert for yeah. German <laughs> donut kebabs or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> However, they've sold out. I mean, because they made it, Ardman, they moved a lot into advertising, didn't they? Did they? I did yeah. not realize that. Because oh, they right. had big film deals and then oh, they right. weren't as much. And then they started doing like adverts. Amazing. So. Yeah. I mean, I, mean I, could, I could see why. Take the money. Yeah, well, he was <laughs> unless just, you play with slime, <laughs> just yeah. take the cash. Well, yeah, he showed his he showed his, his home office basically, which was just mad. There was pink everywhere. It was cre- it was a creative dungeon. It looked amazing. Um, he's like, it's not for everyone. I know you probably look at this thinking it looks terrible. It's not it's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he, you know, he talked his 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 closing words were, "The sun's dying. You better crack on because <laughs> we're gonna." Uh, I mean, that's pretty deep. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "We're gonna be nothing soon, so get on with it." Yeah, um, was his takeaway. Uh, which was really good. But yeah, the seeking satisfaction outside of work thing was a really good takeaway as well. Um, because I think a lot of us feel compelled to make sure that our work is our best, our lives work, where actually you might do your lives work outside of your day job. You don't know that. Yeah. Um, don't make it perfect. Make it now was his takeaway. Um, so yeah, after, after him was another really cool creative talk by Dina Armin. Um, called making by breaking okay and dina's talk blew me away it was amazing i felt just so excited after watching this talk um she she's really funny on her opening slide um dina uh was with the lowercase d and she said it's because the big the uppercase d scared her and she thought the uppercase d was going to eat the rest of her name (laughs) like little ways her creativity um like came through it's lowercase on the website as well. <laughs> yeah, so she said that she asked Mark to put it that way everywhere. Um, and she said, don't worry, Mark's not made a mistake. Um, I just I just didn't like the idea of the capital D eating my name. <laughs> I just love that. It's so fun. Um, but yeah, so she, she basically um, 
kind of went through the usual stumbles of trying to figure out what she wanted to do with her life and she ended up landing on stop motion animation um really cool follow-on talk from obviously gavin's who works at arban who are famous for stop motion um but yeah she talks um she talks about how she got into it and she found beauty in rubbish reusing rubbish um to tell stories um so the first example she she had this uh, old school film camera Nice. remember them yeah, I do. <laughs> um, but she took it apart uh, and looked at all the how it worked looked at all the components and then made these really beautiful animations of them exploding in stop motion animation oh wow that's pretty cool so cool you have to watch this talk because the visuals are just really beautiful on it um, but yeah just you know she, she's from Egypt um, in Cairo I think it was and there's a lot of uh, a lot of waste there, and these these markets um, that are just kind of um, all dotted all over the place. These these are like rubbish markets where you can just go and buy rubbish. Oh right! Apparently, um, you go to the pyramids and there's all like just like crisp think, packets. Yeah, I think that was because she, she had a photo and it was like quite a, a contrasting photo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she talked about going to these markets and buying rubbish and making making them useful. Nice. Um, showed a lot about her early early studio and how she created a lot of these initial animations. Um, her true calling is taking things apart, according to her. Nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, she used PowerPoint as her first stop motion um, tool. Yeah. So she'd take a picture and then she'd put it into PowerPoint and put it with a, a small delay on the slide. Nice, and, why not? <laughs> yeah, well, hey, if it works, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, does it? Um, so she went on to learn about frame rates and she created this thing called Tinker Friday, which she did on Instagram. It got really popular. Everyone had, everyone had submit their own animations and stuff nice. um really cool got commissions to do loads of different pieces of work she did a lot of work for i fix it oh um, yeah i remember those guys yeah which is cool yeah. um they break down like iphones and all sorts and yeah so figure she, out what's in it i think she did them for some i fix adverts which was really cool oh, sweet um which is cool um but yeah she came with loads of really cool ideas loads of kind of product design background things helped her pick things apart Stop motion of, of stuff being broken apart it must be really cool. Like I can't describe how cool it was. <laughs> like I was just so excited by the whole thing. It was just really cool. Smash up our iPhones now. Yeah. <laughs> Take a few. Have pickies. you got the fourteen yet? <laughs> um, but yeah, I really liked it. You know, one of the one of the closing pieces from her was um, a book, and she'd basically taken a book and folded the pages over open. So when the book was open on its spine, it was like a talking mouth. Oh, nice. Um, and it must have been so time-consuming because <laughs> she bought like loads of different books for each um, each frame of the mouth talking. Nice. Sounded like a right pain in the ass. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was very much a Be Comfortable With The Unknowns talk, uh, which was really good. Um, I just I just left so excited about the whole thing um, that it was just really, really good. Um, but no, so the last talk was Making the Impossible Possible um, by Yanis McDavid. Um, and started the talk about who we are when we're alone who are we when no one else is watching you know who who do we see ourselves as what separates us and our differences from everyone else uh, and no one difference defines us nice um and um so so Yanis is is um, quite severely disabled from birth he's been he was born without arms and legs uh, and he basically you know used this as an anchor to talk about n- not a single difference defines us um for a large majority of his life he wasn't he wasn't aware that he was severely disabled because he'd always been Brought up that way with his parents, you know, right, yeah. not making that the kind of centerpiece of his his existence, which was really interesting and a really good way to think about it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, obviously looking for the positives, looking for advantages to his disability, 
Um, he had a few really funny uh, examples that like he never has to do the washing up, which is yeah. which is really good. <laughs> um, but he, you know, he, he his talk was really poignant, and it's always difficult with these sorts of talks because you know there's a serious underlying message, obviously, to it. Um, but he, you know, he made the room feel comfortable about you know him talking openly about his his disability. Yeah. Everyone should feel comfortable talking about their differences and, and what brings us together. Um, oh, really nice, good, really good. It sort of rounds off the the conference nicely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a beautiful talk to end the conference on. You know, you go, you go, go. Kind of leaving the conference, being like, "Fucking hell, I, I need to do more with my life. Yeah. I need to think about what I can, what I can achieve." I always forget how bloody good the Beyond Teller and lineups are. So <laughs> good. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the amount of effort that goes into picking them and putting it all together. And, yeah, yeah, it's uh, just amazing. I think Mark, it was a, it was a full punch to the gut to finish on this one. Like everyone, yeah, every, I was quite teary, you know, because he basically talked about how he'd always wanted to drive a sports car, a supercar, yeah. uh, and there was nothing that allowed him to do that. Maybe uh, Dominic can invent something. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure how fast it goes. <laughs> uh, I mean, that'd be that'd be a hilarious collaboration, wouldn't it? That'd It'd be, be amazing. amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so anyway, he talked about this quest to drive a sports car. Anyway, he finds a company, sources it, he goes through the whole process he ends up getting this car that he can drive around um i think he might be the nurburgring or something crazy like oh, nice. he fully nailed it and like really really you know managed to live his dream to to do that um and he just talks about courage and how he how courage arises from willingness to act uh you know despite fear which is a really nice way of putting it actually nice. um i loved it um, but yeah, he was just told by everyone he'd never drive a car, so he was like, "Oh fuck you, I'm going to fucking do it." <laughs> well, the first, the first iteration, the MVP of this was a big um, Mercedes van. All right, okay. And he's like, "Yeah, it's cool, but it's it looks a bit shit, doesn't it?" <laughs> um, Can't so, just paint a couple of go faster stripes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the guy, the guy who did the did you know really famous auto automotive guy in Germany was like, "Well." I know you're not being ungrateful, but it is quite a feat of engineering here. <laughs> He's like, yeah, but I want to go faster. So they, they got this, I think it was an, an M4 BMW and just made it this amazing and car. How does it drive? How does- I think he, he had a he had a joystick that he could drive um, with one of his limbs. Right. Um, and, and that allowed him to, yeah, I think it was forward and back, his stop and start, and then uh, obviously left and right steering. Oh, nice. And it shows him. <laughs> it looks terrifying and he doesn't seem at all phased by it. <laughs> He's going like 200 miles an hour down the straight. <laughs> With like this joystick, it looks amazing. Honestly. Yeah, nice. You wouldn't want that to stop working. <laughs> no, well, yeah. So he, obviously, he's putting his life in in faith. You know, he trusts these guys wholly. Yeah. Um, but it was amazing to see. You know, the video is just so inspiring. Um, oh, amazing! Definitely need to need to watch that. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he's just um, he left with this really nice uh, kind of conversation around. You know, he was really happy with this car that enabled him to drive but he wanted more and it's okay to be happy and want more um oh nice but yeah he just he wants to live in a world where disabilities aren't aren't talked about as a difference which is a really nice way to kind of round things off and to think about how we can create more inclusive spaces or businesses or products and yeah just it was just a really nice talk and he was just a really inspiring chap uh, i met him at the bar after had a quick chat with him um which was a privilege just to just to get some time with him because he's he's mega famous i only realized after oh, right. um, like super famous in germany um <laughs> so mark mark knows how to put a lineup together for sure oh yeah um, definitely he says he just winged an email out hoping that he'd get a response and he did and, and that was that so. oh amazing so yeah really really amazing end to the conference um i just need to say how amazing mark is and and how amazingly programmed the whole thing was so. yeah and plug his next 
yeah. uh, conference, which is in Dusseldorf. Yes, it is. In March, April, sorry. Yeah. 17th, 18th of April. It is €299 Euros for a two-dayer, and it's well worth it. Well worth it. Such, uh, such an affordable conference, such a good price point for the amount of value you get from these things. I can't say it enough, like... You know, it was it was just such a nicely thought out conference. Uh, everything I forgot to even mention the DJ Toby. Oh yeah, of course. Oh my god, I, I, it's the first time I've heard about Toby. Yeah, so I've been a couple of times, yeah. once as a speaker and another attendee, and they they take loads of little clips from all the talks and they mix them all together. Such so, a cool idea. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. It's, what, how I've just described it doesn't do it justice at all. <laughs> you have to listen to it, but it's amazing, isn't it? I think it? Toby's on SoundCloud. There's loads of um, different collections from all the conferences. So, so you'll have a you'll have one rehashed. Yeah, your, I've got one of me. Yeah, amazing. I have to listen to that. <laughs> yeah, I'll ping it across. Yeah, but no, it's, it's it's great. You know, there's like ambient music mixed in with techno and all sorts of different beats. It was just really cool. Um, but yeah, just I just loved the way it was all put together. And um, the staff were super friendly. Everything. Everything ran really smoothly as an attendee. Uh, you know, I know, I know it doesn't always work that way. Yeah, uh, and I know. I'm sure Mark was running around somewhere, but um. <laughs> yeah, there's all the things that went right after yeah. someone's fixed it. Yeah, <laughs> that you yeah. don't notice. Yeah, well, I think I think obviously Pamela getting COVID was probably quite stressful. I imagine. Yeah, um, I bet. But no, yeah, I think Mark uh, Mark's a champ, and uh, and yeah, you just need to support this conference because it's his main. That's his main job. That's what he does. Yeah, um, support beyond Telerand it's it's amazing and it's been a difficult few years um, so yeah. it's good to get everyone up and running again and see see all those events go ahead yeah definitely yeah absolutely um, yeah. so yeah, yeah get, get to Dusseldorf thank you very much for running me through the recent Beyond Telerand event it's been really good yeah thanks for listening to me waffle on I know I've done a lot of talking no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you're about to lose your voice earlier but it's <laughs> <laughs> no. oh dear I need no. to that's no, good cool okay thanks Ray. thank you very much speak soon see you later So that's the end of my roundup from my recent trip to Berlin to be on Telerand 2022. Hit subscribe on all the relevant platforms and we'll see you next time.